and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me today is Court Winsett. Hello, Katie. And Nicole Ellis. Hey, girly pops. Woo! Okay, so I know we have uh, teased this episode a couple of times in some past episodes. We actually recorded this once, uh, just me and Nicole, and decided we wanted to try and redo it with me, Nicole, and Court. And so this episode is all about girl math. And uh, you've probably seen it on social media. It's been all over, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Even uh, my mom knows what girl math is. And so like, yeah, BB's hip. She knows what it is. And even explaining it to uh, Poppy, what's going on. So this episode may not be for everybody because it's a little bit of an eye roll. I mean, hopefully people take it in the spirit with which it is given, which is Slightly humorous, but it does speak to a characteristic of it's behavioral a, finance yep. that that uh, that does exist. It's a real thing, and that's why it's important for us to talk about oh, well, it on I'm, our financial podcast. It does happen. Girl math happens. Whether or not it is a real <laughs> thing is debatable. It's, it's a real uh, mental... Condition. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not saying you have a mental condition. Uh, before we get into what girl math is and our opinions on it, we're just going to kind of do a rapid fire best girl boss songs so uh nicole give me one you gotta start the list off with queen b um run the world girls by beyonce that's yep. like the number one song what that's- about uh i will survive by gloria Gaynor? that's that's like a classic that's a good one what about i'm still standing elton john i know it's a guy singing it yeah. but he gets a pass i yeah. think a girl boss song wouldn't a girl boss song have to be sung by a girl no i mean it's sir elton okay he gets a pass yep um what about also queen britney spears stronger Nah. No, nobody <laughs> likes Britney Spears. Here. I love the crickets. Nobody said anything. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I'm like, I'm thinking stronger Kelly Clarkson, but I guess no, the it's Britney was stronger than yesterday. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I remember that one now. Mm. What about confident call. Demi Lovato? Okay. I can well, vibe with Demi. I don't know any of Demi's songs except for she sang one at some award ceremony and it was, uh, it was... <laughs> That could be anything. Yeah. It was it was right after all of her trials and tribulations. And so, oh, are you talking about where they show the tweets on her and then she gets up from the stage and like walks? I don't know, man. It was it was a, it was a <laughs> new song that basically talked about all of her problems. But anyway, I would say Titanium. That's a good you one. Know? Sia, yeah, or David Guetta featuring Sia. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's that's, that's a, a really good one. good one. Yeah, Fighter Christina Aguilera. Yeah, and she's at our Vegas residency. Oh, that she'd probably be fun to listen to. I want to go to that so bad. Uh, Roar, Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. I would be in trouble if I did not mention my girl Taylor Swift. She's got a lot of them, but the one that comes to mind is the man. I finally listened to this one for the first time um, about two weeks ago. You'd be mm-hmm. proud of me. Nicole is very aggressively trying to get me to become a Taylor Swift fan. It's slowly working. It's going to happen. <laughs> I feel like she may have more success getting me to be a Taylor fan than um, Court and Cam have had trying to get me to be an Office fan. Uh, listen, I'm not... It's a lot easier to be a Taylor Swift fan. Let's be real. <laughs> okay, so there's obviously some other really great ones out there. Um, just, you know, a couple other ones I see on this list. Then you've got Miss Independent by Kelly Clarkson. She Works hard for the money, Donna Summers. I am woman. Um, you got any other ones, Court? Yeah, I mean, one of my favorites is probably because I am prone to enjoy any artist that plays the piano. Is Alicia Keys' "Girl on Fire"? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good um, one. 
when um, that song came out about Gabby Douglas in the Olympics, that mm-hmm. was such a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many great songs out there. Um, there's so many great power ballads being oh. written right now. I was about to say, some have been forgotten. Yeah, we left off one queen that is definitely of my generation that I have to mention, and that's pretty much anything by Pat Benatar. The mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah. The, the one that comes to mind immediately is Hit Me With Your Best Shot. But then yeah. there's also <laughs> We Are Young. Love is a battlefield. battlefield. Yep. <laughs> also, you have to mention Shania Twain. Man, Man I feel like a woman. I feel like a woman. Like, play that at a bar. She's a totally different person now. She is. Mm. Okay, so hopefully we've entertained you a little bit with our awful singing. Yes, and indeed. <laughs> um, what I'm here for, awful singing. Court, you're not too bad. No, and you, a man's opinion. You used to oh. sing. I used to sing a long, yeah. long time ago. So what is... Long, long time ago. <laughs> what is girl math? What is girl math? Please try and explain this to me in small words because I'm a man and I don't understand it. <laughs> girl math is a term used to describe the way that girls sometimes rationalize. Hey, we did an episode about rationalizing. Mm-hmm. How to rationalize spending money on things that they may not need or be able to afford. It's essentially the recognition that time, convenience, and money are interchangeable currencies. It's a joke, people. It's, you know, just labeling something on there and, and it's almost using it as an excuse. Hey, I'm just doing girl math. I'm just doing this. So, yes, we are acknowledging that this is a joke. This is something that's trendy, but there's some truth to this and understanding your true behaviors of it. So that's why we justify this should be, we rationalize this should be an episode. Yeah, get Um, on TikTok one time and just scroll for a few minutes and you'll see someone talking about girl math. So let's add it up in the world of girl math. I feel like this is like, should be spoken in the voice of like mean girls. It's so fetch. In the world of girl math, cash is not- Stop trying to make fetch a thing. Fetch is not- (laughs) It's never gonna gonna happen. happen. Let me channel my inner valley girl. Mm. So in the world of girl math, Cash is not real money. Buying on sale is a form of saving. And cosmetic procedures is an investment in your future self. (laughs) You better check it. Yes. Wow. Okay. (laughs) It's described as the economic gymnastics that people go through to justify a purchase. Economic gymnastics. Mm -hmm. That's deep. That is fun sounding like, oh, I'm just doing some economic gymnastics over here. I think the classic (laughs) example of girl math that will just make a guy's eyes roll like a slot machine is uh, sale as a form of saving money. You know, oh, I saved money because it was on sale. It's not something you needed. You bought it, but you didn't need it, but you saved money. You don't know that we didn't need something. I mean, we may have been thinking about it. It's one thing if you're like, oh, I bought a loaf of bread and it was on sale. Then you saved some money. But if you bought, you know, a cute purse and you saved money because it was on sale, that's not saving. I mean, you know, that's... You haven't bought an extra pair of shoes because they were on sale? Listen, I am absolutely... 100% behind the idea that I might buy something that I want and say it was on sale and that helped motivate me buy it. But there's a difference between saying like, oh, I've I've wanted this for a while and so I bought it because it's on sale and... I actually, <laughs> I actually made money by making this purchase. That's, that's That just doesn't happen. Okay, so many people have done this for it. If you find 20 bucks in your pocket, hey, it's gotten cold outside. Maybe you finally put that winter coat on. It's a windfall. You must spin on something fun. <laughs> yes. It's free money, right? You just found it. 
Right? You know, no. (laughs) I mean, obviously, if you're cash strapped and you come upon a $20 bill, then, you know, you use that money for your needs. You don't just blow it. Hold on. Don't tell me you don't get excited when you like put your hand in your pocket. You're like, ooh. Okay. I'm honestly not a person who misplaces money. (laughs) I I don't do it. I, I, you know, money goes in my wallet. I never just reach into a random pocket and go, oh, look, a random $50 bill. It just doesn't happen to me. I mean, I I usually find some mints mm-hmm. <laughs> from like restaurants. I have yeah. found a couple of bucks before and I have been like, woo, I found a dollar. I'm going to go do something with this. And then I put it right back in that pocket. I yeah. do remember like the only thing I've ever found in a random pocket is like five years after I, you know, this was a long time ago, but I was a bad smoker and I quit smoking. And about like five years after I quit smoking, I put on a jacket for like the fir- apparently the first time since I had quit smoking and found a full pack of cigarettes in the jacket pocket. It was like, oh my, where did this come from? <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid, my grandmother is the kind of person that will just throw money in her purse. So when we were little, she'd say, all right, you can go in my closet and dig through my old purses. And if you find any cash, you can keep it. And I used to come out of her house with like hundreds of dollars. Wow. Okay, that is free money to me. Uh, well, well, yeah, sure. that's definitely free money. Yeah, that's, that's hers. That, that wasn't yours hurt, hurt, prior it, to it, finding it. She gave it to you. So yeah. that's free. Daniel, yeah, but she's hurting because she's losing. <laughs> she could have. She didn't she, know she had. Yeah. Well, I found $500 in your purse. <laughs> I think it was uh, Daniel's gr- uh, grandfather had a chair that he would sit in. And he, when he would sit, his change would fall out of his mm. pockets. And so they would always play the game of like, okay, turn his recliner upside down and then get all the change out mm-hmm. from it. I mean, I feel like when I leave something unknowingly and then, you know, a year later I find it, it's like, oh, my my year ago self left me a little present. Yep. Okay. <laughs> what about this though? Say you go out to dinner with friends and you pick up the tab and so they split the tab and figure out what their share is. You put it on your credit card, but then they Venmo you their share, right? That is money to pay you back for an expense that you incurred <laughs> On behalf of everyone, that money should go toward the bill that you just paid, right? It, it should. It should. But that is under the line of what they consider girl math because they're like, oh, you've now got money on your Venmo, so that's free money. I don't agree with this one. I can't really get behind this one as much because I'm like, well, I guess you put it on your credit card. You Maybe maybe you put it on your credit card. You got all the perks and points for this larger amount, and now they're paying you back. So actually, you come ahead because you get more points because you put the larger amount, but you didn't actually spend more. So that's how I twisted that to some girl math. Well, honestly, I'm I'm going to have to not push back on that too much because <laughs> that makes logical sense. I mean, like, yeah. if you were going to pay for your own dinner anyway, and then you pay for everybody else's, and they pay you back, and you put that money toward that credit card well, bill, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> then you've actually netted a gain because you got all the points if you use a credit card that gives you points. There's a lot to that. Are people actually paying you back? And did you actually tell them the right amount to pay you back? Or is it, you know... Joe, who's like, oh, I only had two bites of the appetizer, so I'm only paying for my meal. Have do you, people do that? Oh, yes, Nicole. Oh, my, I would never do that. Oh, I have had people before that it's like, well, I don't think we should split the bill evenly because I didn't eat that much of the appetizer. That's just nitpicky. Oh, well, there's there's people in the world like that. Mm. I will absolutely split anything that was a, you know, like a, a common 
dish that everyone shared, regardless of whether I shared in it or not. But I don't like splitting things evenly if I'm like the only non-drinker and I go to dinner. Well, that's different. I I agree with that. Yeah, you shouldn't have to, you know, pick up the tab if somebody's over there slamming them back. When are you the non-drinker at the table? Hey, listen, I've made strides. It's 2024. Court is a new man. Well, so, okay, on the dinner thing, canceled dinner plans with friends, you just made money. That's not true. Well, that's that's (laughs) far-fetched. That's so not true. Even for me. It may be. I wouldn't say you made money. I'd say it saves you money. You did save money. Because... um, You didn't save money either. I mean, you kind of did. You didn't spend money that you were going to spend, but you haven't netted any positive gain. So Christmas, the uh, day before Christmas Eve, we were supposed to... I'm not getting into the details of this. (laughs) Anyways... We were supposed to be going and taking people out to dinner because it kind of got thrown us last minute. And I walked into that assuming I was going to be picking up the tab for me and Daniel, plus his sister and his cousin and his fiance. I had already mentally prepared. We're going to have to pick up the tab. We'll just pay this. We'll cover it. And then because the adults, per se, his parents and then his aunt and uncle were at dinner and they weren't inviting the kids. They ended up going to the same place. They ended up picking up our tab. So then I'm like, oh, I saved money tonight because I didn't have to pay for everybody's food. Mm -hmm. So did your savings account balance increase after that night happened? No, it it didn't. didn't. So, so. But it didn't decrease either. Save money. She mentally saved money. Now we do have to be clear. There are two different kinds of savings. There are when you think of savings, you think of either. I saved money by not spending as much as I would normally spend on this. So the fact that you did not spend as much on your dinner as you normally would because you didn't even pay for your own dinner, I see that as a savings for sure. You got a product that you consumed and you didn't have to pay for it. You saved some money. But the other kind of saving. Didn't where really yeah, save it. You didn't. I mean, you I didn't know, increase my savings. Right. Exactly. Let's look at some other ones on here. Spend $200 on shoes and wear them all fall and winter. That's just about a dollar a day. (laughs) I saw something today. You know, I I always go to Mardi Gras. And so every year, I don't have to, but every year I like to add at least a new like Mardi Gras outfit or something just to kind of mix in. So I'm not wearing the same thing every year. Y'all are looking at me like you don't wear the same thing every year anyways. (laughs) But I saw these shoes that were Mardi Gras and um, somebody commented on the reviews and said, oh, such and such, you should totally get this. Switch out the laces in their LSU shoes. So double whammy, you've got Mardi Gras and and football season. So it's paid for themselves. I mean, that would work for one particular person, and that's an LSU fan. So, <laughs> But it's it's the whole... I get it's it. that last little phrase that makes me go, what? what, what? They, they didn't pay for themselves. You you expended some of yeah. your funds yeah. on those shoes. It's, but that is an investment. It's obviously, if I go and buy a costume that I'm going to wear one time, okay. But if I buy a costume that is a staple that I could use pieces of it for multiple different things, well, then I've, you know, saved I would say you got your money's worth. You got, yeah. Got your money's worth. Okay. I can get behind that. You got your money's worth. But, (laughs) you know. Y'all, we were just arguing this for fun's sake of explaining what's on TikTok and all this stuff. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with all of this, but I understand the logic behind it. And that's, that's part of what I think, you know, makes us very good with helping with financial planning and stuff like that is that we want to understand where everybody's coming from, understand their behavioral, and that we can see how they got to it. We may think it's wrong and that it's not the best fit for them, but we can at least understand where it came from. It's exactly like what Chris Rock said about something. He said, I'm not saying it's right, 
but I understand. I understand. <laughs> the term got its start on TikTok when, I didn't know this before, when a real estate developer and content creator, Samantha James, whose TikTok video in August defining the pop culture sensation had more than 3.6 million views. For what it's worth, she said the term has been in Urban Dictionary since 2010, so the idea has been around for a while. Her rules were simple. Girl math is about justifying purchases that bring you joy, even if the numbers don't technically add up. So she's admitting, you know, it's for fun. It's all about justifying your spending. And it's the thing that we've all been doing forever. Like, oh, wow, how much stuff did you buy? Oh, but, you know, it was on sale. So I got 10 dresses instead of six dresses Mm -hmm. for the same price. So I came out ahead. Exactly. Read us some of the examples. Yeah, some of these examples are actually potentially going to make my head explode. So uh, (laughs) That's why we asked you to be on this one with us instead of just me and Nicole. (laughs) This first one especially just makes me go, wow, do people really think this way? Because I'm, I'm exactly the opposite. But Nicole, read it for us. You're calling me out. Okay, the first example is if I buy this dress with cash, it's not really spending money because it's already left my bank account. That is just... That, but <laughs> I, I, and maybe this is a generational thing because most people now are used to credit cards or even you know Apple Pay or whatever with your phone and or, or ordering online. You don't use cash as much. But I am exactly the opposite. I am far less likely to spend my money if I have it in cash than I am if I'm just putting it on a credit card because cash is real. Cash is money. It is the epitome of money. Yeah, I don't have that much. I don't use cash a lot, but when I do, it does kind of feel like, oh, well, it's not coming out of my account. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's only like five or ten dollars. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to carry like hundreds of dollars. With mm. me, well, it's, so. it's like Daniel's dad will carry a lot of cash with him during the holidays and stuff. When you know, we'll go out buy the wine or like buy the groceries or whatever, and then he'll pay us back in cash. And Daniel and I walk around with that Mm -hmm. and just like, I finally now have a place I put in the house and I just forget about it. But it is kind of free money in my mind because it's not accounted for in my bank accounts. It's not accounted for in my Venmo balance and it's not showing up on a credit card. So if I go and spend that, then it is always in my mind free because in my mental accounting, my mom used to call it your mad money. When you hide money in your car, that's your mad money that you forgot that it was there, but it's there. And so this, again, it's girl math is mental accounting. That's really what it is. All right, Katie, take the next one. So if I use my Venmo card, it's not really spending money because it's not coming out of my bank account. Okay, so as you may not know, or most of you probably do know, Venmo can hold a balance in it. Um, I don't have a Venmo card, but I have like where you can hold a balance Mm -hmm. in it. And then there'll be times where it's like, hey, I need to pay court back for picking up a Sonic drink for me. Mm -hmm. And so it'll pop up and it'll like pay from your balance in your Venmo or pull from your bank account. And I will tell you that when I've got money that's sitting in my Venmo uh, balance, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I can tip this person. I can pay court back. But then when it pops up and it's like you got to pull from your bank account, it's like, ooh. Okay, so the question that I have to ask, and maybe this is just because, well, I'm I'm not even going to get into that. Because you're 50? No, I I was actually going to say something different. Um, (laughs) Yeah, she's been stinging me on this 50 thing since the last episode, or maybe a couple of episodes ago. I mean, I'm I'm feeling attacked here. But no, I was not going to bring up my age. My question is just why would you leave that balance sitting out there? It's just as easy for Venmo. It doesn't cost you any more to Venmo somebody where it draws from your account than it costs you to have it sitting in your Venmo account. So why wouldn't you draw that money into your account 
And then, you know. Mental accounting, again, because it's like, okay, so for instance, a lot of what happens with my Venmo is like during Italian Fest, I pay for all the t-shirts for the team and then people Venmo me back. Well, then I just almost, in my mind, I've, this is straight up girl math. I've already paid for these t-shirts. I put it on my credit card. I have to pay for them. People start paying me back. I choose to leave that money in my Venmo account, or if somebody's paying me back for a bachelorette trip or meals or whatever, I choose to leave a certain amount in my Venmo because I know like when I go and get my hair done or that, you know, around here, if somebody picks up something, I'm going to be tipping somebody or sending some money out. So for my mental, I like to leave a little bit in my Venmo balance. So then it's already kind of money. I've already pre-allocated. This is for my Venmo expenses. And then it kind of triggers to me when I've had to dip into my bank account. Oh, I've gone over my Venmo budget, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people like you brought up, Kevin, um, uh, my dad, um, you know, that generation, the boomers and the the generation beyond the boomers, I think the reason, uh, and maybe even to a certain degree, my generation, at least the older people, I don't carry a lot of cash anymore. I've, I've accepted that credit card is king now, but uh, a lot of the older generations and uh, people older than me take out cash because they say, okay, this is the amount of what I, what's gone into my account for, mm-hmm. for my paycheck or whatever. Uh, this is the amount that I have that is disposable income. This is the part that I have that I can use to buy food or whatever. So they take it out in cash. And once that cash is gone, everything that's, else in your it, account yeah. is is tagged for something else. So I guess you're kind of doing the same thing. It's not free. No, and I know it's not free, but it's kind of one of those like I've already accounted for that money is out of sight, out of mind. Now, for instance, like I just booked uh, Airbnb for a bachelorette party and they're going to start, people are going to start paying me back. So what I should do is start moving that money over as it comes in, but I'll probably let it build up to a certain point and then just, you know, move a chunk over. But it is one of those of, hey, I already paid for this Airbnb. And so now it, and I could see how it's very easy to be like, woo, I just got all this money moved over. But no, you... You had that debt from a couple of months ago that you already had to take care of. Mm-hmm. I've been working hard all week, so I deserve to treat myself to a new pair of shoes. Well, I mean, this is treat yourself like yeah. a lot of us have this. Yeah. And it's it's whether it's I deserve a new pair of shoes. I deserve some ice cream. I deserve a steak dinner. Like I deserve a drink. Are you debt free, though? I mean, you know, are your credit cards paid off at the end of every month? Just because you deserve something doesn't mean you can afford it. I just I know we've talked about this episode before, but I always think about the Big Bang Theory episode where Sheldon has loaned Penny money and like they all got takeout and she got some takeout and she's over there like eating it. Sheldon is not saying a word about the money that is owed, but she's just like, just so upset. She's like, I I know I owe you money and just like storms out. It takes her food and leaves because she feels guilty that she is eating takeout, which is a splurge and she owes somebody money. But um, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of a, a treat yourself. Spending enough money to get free shipping because otherwise you're kind of losing money, right? No. Uh, no. No, but it is. If you need to buy something that costs $10 and shipping would cost you, say, another five. So you buy something that costs another 40 so that you pay 50 so that you can get free shipping. You've lost money. Yep. I mean. We all do it. We justify it. It's like, oh, gosh, the shipping is going to be a lot. 
But by we all, you mean all women or a lot of people, a lot of people do this where they sit there and see, oh, if I just add one more thing or it's somebody they'll go, if you buy two of those, then you get one free. As a society, stores, websites, everything is constantly throwing at you. Purchase more, purchase more, purchase more. And so you've got to then... Because it's in your best interest to purchase more. Oh, yeah. no, wait. It's in it's, their it's in best their interest. Best interest. <laughs> but it's it's honestly one of those that you've got to have... And it, it happens so quickly. You have to make that split decision of, is it a smart move or not? Okay, so if... I'm buying some face wash and they tell me if you buy two, you get one free, then I can quickly go, okay, well, I love this face wash. I'm going to keep using it. How long is, is it going to last? Is it not going to expire? Is it going to still be good? I know I'm going to end up buying three face washes this year. If it's still going to be good, go ahead and do it. But you have to have that real quick conversation in your head and talk it out. And same with like shipping. If it's like, Oh, I'm buying, you know, blush. We're buying blush. And they say if you add, you know, $10 more, you can get free shipping on this makeup or else it's going to be, you know, $8 shipping. Well, if you can think of some other stuff you know you're going to need coming up, it's fine. But if then you are like, okay, sure, let me just buy some perfume or whatever. You didn't really need it at that time. Maybe it wasn't the best cash flow decision because that's the other thing I didn't talk about with the face wash. Yes, I'm now getting three face washes that I know I'm going to use, but was that a smart move for me to take out that much cash this month? Or was it better where I had it in my budget that I was stretching that out over several months? Yeah, I don't know why you didn't just use your Venmo extra money to pay for the extra (laughs) shipping, whatever. I mean, (laughs) I've been saving for this new handbag for months so I can afford it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a I problem. I don't have with a that. yeah. That's... If you if you save for it specifically, now, I question again. I question the validity of putting money away for anything if you're letting a giant credit card balance just roll over month after month after month. You need to be paying down that credit card balance. But if you've got no debt and you can't afford a four hundred dollar purse unless you save for several months for it, that's responsible. That's not you know. Yeah, I've I've told somebody before um, they really loved Starbucks and they were trying to start saving money. And so I told them to play a middle game with themselves. And every day that they didn't get a Starbucks, take the money that would have been their Starbucks amount and move it to their savings account. So it's almost like, woohoo, I didn't buy a Starbucks. I just paid myself in my savings account. So if somebody was doing that to save for this handbag and they can afford it now, that truly is yeah. saving. This next one, I, I, don't, I don't know I don't how know. this is girl math. I don't Look, I use this. It's okay, not... then explain it. Explain it to us, Lucy. It's girl logic, it, I guess. Yeah, it's not really math, but it's timing your hair washing so it lines up with your weekend plans. I mean, it's not girl math, but it's something that I think all girls do. I guess it could it's... be math with um, shampoo and stuff. Yeah, because if you use a lot of shampoo and conditioner, that adds up. So okay. I'm saving yep. my- So since I'm here to bring you the dude's perspective, I'm just going to say I wash my hair every day. Girls but, don't. But I know, I know. How you don't want to have to wash it. You don't want to have to dry it. You well, don't want to have to straighten it, whatever. Well, how expensive is your shampoo and conditioner? Um, I use relatively cheap shampoo, yeah. So my friend- uh, her- But even if I used expensive shampoo, I would wash my hair every day yep. because well. can't make it look right unless I wash it. One of my best friend's mom, she would go to the beauty salon and get her hair washed 
every week. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a luxury. Yeah. And I asked her about it and she goes, yeah, I asked my mom too. And when she explained it, she actually is saving money because she doesn't have at her house any of the products. Like it's all she has to have is the stuff to like style it in between washes. But what she's paying, they're keeping all the products. She's not having to buy them. And she actually was, you know, the same or less. And I'm like, okay, of course, then in my mind, I'm going with the timing because now I've got a time around when I can go to the salon to get my hair washed and it can't be on my terms, but that's a whole other story. And gas. Yeah. So I didn't spend any money today. What happens to my budget tomorrow? My budget is doubled. There we go. (laughs) I definitely have said this before. I've been like, I didn't spend any money today. And it's like, you okay. just like explode spending <laughs> the money the next day. Mm. You do because you're like, well, I didn't spend anything yesterday. Yeah. And it always seems like when you have a conversation about budget, then it's like, oh, but I need to buy this. Mm-hmm. But I need to buy that. But I need to buy this. Again, y'all, I am. <laughs> I try and be brutally honest with y'all about my true spending habits and thoughts and things like that. And I want y'all to learn from some of my mistakes that I've done and try and be better. But it's personalized. And we all, I mean, a lot of us are very human in nature and can rationalize these thoughts. Getting your deposit back when you move out of your apartment is free money. (laughs) If you paid the deposit at the beginning, then you're just getting your deposit back. It's not free money. But I do feel like like we should address like college students and stuff because uh, a lot of times, you know, your parents may put down a deposit for you on an apartment. If you get that deposit back in the end and you keep it for yourself. (laughs) And it's free money. You're taking the money from your parents. Similarly, you know, college textbooks are notoriously expensive. And you can go back and sell them used at the end, Mm -hmm. and then you pocket that cash. (laughs) If your parents paid for the textbooks at the beginning, and you pocketed the cash at the end, you're getting somewhat free money. You're stealing from your parents, but you're getting the money. (laughs) But yeah, like getting money back from overpayment on your insurance or from, you know, mortgages or getting your tax return back. That's not free money. No. That was your money that was overpaid and you're just getting it back. The tax return does feel free to me, but I know it's not. not. I know it's not, but it just feels Go back and listen to our tax return episode. It is not. And that's, I I want to talk to the people who think that's their good use of investment. It's like, no, you could do so many other options than just giving the government this interest-free loan. I will side on the side of people that think having a healthy fear of the IRS is is perfectly fine. (laughs) You may overpay a little bit so that at the end there they owe you money instead of you owing them money because they're scary people. They are scary Mm -hmm. people. Give us the rules. The rules? You want me to go through (laughs) the girl math rules without scoffing? Okay, obviously it's got its own set of rules. It's, uh, <laughs> some of them might make sense if you if you don't think about them too deeply. Uh, some of them are going to make my head explode. Some of them are, are based on, I guess, sound financial principles. But um, these are ridiculous. Well, like sunk cost is a, is a real thing. You know, if if you've already spent the money and then for whatever reason, whatever you spent the money on doesn't work out somehow or isn't exactly what you expected or whatever. It's a, If you can't get the money back, it's a sunk cost. There's that. But um, OK, so I guess I'll just go down the, <laughs> go down the list. Um, anything under five dollars is free. Uh, that, no. You can just see my head expanding. It adds up. It's getting ready to explode. <laughs> I will tell you, people are really bad about those um, gas station charges that add up where you just like pop in at the quick shop and like buy a drink that are under $5. Like Mm -hmm. those add up. Yeah. For instance, right now I don't have any Diet Coke in the house. So I've been driving by the gas station every day and grabbing a couple of 20 ounce bottles of of drink. And it's costing me way more than it would cost me to just 
buy a freaking 12 pack. But anyway, uh, dresses cost you half because they take the place of a shirt and pants. Wow. What? Really? Is this a thing that people oh say to God, themselves? That's amazing. That's unbelievable. That's... Dresses cost you half because they take the place of the shirt and pants. I like it. No, I don't like that at all. That one's a little that's crazy. A little crazy. Especially because dresses generally, if I, They're expensive. Un- I, if They're... I understand dresses, and I'm not saying that I have a, a vast knowledge on them, but not only are they expensive, so probably they could cost as much as a blouse and a pair of slacks, but also they tend to be more costly to dry clean, don't they? Yeah. You're going to pay more to dry clean a dress than they than you are. Yeah. So, so that's stupid. Moving on. Uh, if you pay in cash, we've already really talked yeah. about this one, but if you pay in cash, the item is free. No, it isn't. If you don't buy an item on sale, you lose money. That is ridiculous. <laughs> if you pay with your credit card and people give you cash or Venmo you cash, you've made money. No, you haven't. You've <laughs> lost money if you don't pay that credit card. You've lost money, but you can add it towards your middle accounting bucket in your mm. cash and your Venmo. If you get refunded for something after the fact, that item is free. No. Well, did no. you get a refund for something that was gifted to you? <laughs> then uh, maybe, but otherwise, no. Well, no, wait a second. I'm rereading this. If you get refunded for something after the fact, that item is free. So if I purchased something and then got refunded for it, and I still keep the thing... Then, yeah, it is free. And it is free. I'm not sure. What, okay. Yeah, it's a little... Why is that... Weird. Okay. Spending more to get free shipping saves you money. We've talked about that yep. one. Skipping Starbucks means you've made money that day. That Only is, if you save that money, like we were talked about. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you've actually made money. You... You simply have not spent money that you other, otherwise would have spent. Canceled plans? You can spend more the next time you go out. <laughs> it's like, okay, people, if you have a budget and you have a certain amount budgeted toward like weekend plans, you're like, okay, I'm going to spend this much per month on, on my weekend plans to go out. And one weekend you don't go out and you have that money budgeted to spend the next weekend, then absolutely. you can. Sp- if it's budgeted and you're not harming yourself financially to go out the next weekend and spend twice as much, super. Maybe one month you go, oh, we've got this much in our entertainment budget and we really want to go to a fancy restaurant for our anniversary. So we're not going to go out the rest of the month so that we can spend all of our budget on our anniversary dinner at a fancy restaurant. That makes sense to me. But just the idea that if you don't operate with a budget and you're just, oh, I didn't spend some money this time, so I'm going to spend even more next time. That's that's a little little questionable. So let's see. Where are we? Any money spent at your oh, favorite yeah. retailer doesn't count. That's, that um, is a lie. That's crap. Yeah. That's some nonsense. Okay. Experts say there is a helpful financial rule for good math. We can follow the 50-30-20 rule. Can you have good girl math? I I don't know. (laughs) I'll I'll have to read on to see if this makes any (laughs) sense to me. The rule means 50% of your budget should go towards those firm costs like rent or mortgage, insurance, car payments, and food. Then 30% is for extra spending on non-essentials like eating out or other activities. And then 20% goes straight to savings or debt repayment. Okay. I mean, yeah. Again, this is also personalized. You can take these general ideas, but it's, it's best to kind of come up with one that fits best for you and it's not meant to be you said it and that's what your budget is for all of time well and i mean you know in our early early episodes and we've we've started talking about actually revisiting some of our early topics and and hitting them again because 
I doubt people are going back and listening to to all of that early stuff. But in our <laughs> early episodes, we did talk about the percentage of your total debt. income that yeah. should be debt and so forth. Debt to income ratio. And yeah, we get into all of those specifics in our in our early, probably in our early budgeting episodes or our early debt episodes somewhere in there. Uh, okay. How to handle your money like an adult? Are we adults in here? Uh, That's I mean, debatable. I have been accused of it uh, on occasion. <laughs> You've been accused of it. A lot of this stuff is, I mean, it's it's stuff we've talked about. And so, you know, set a budget of your monthly splurges and carry that amount of money in cash. Uh, again, it's it's what works best for you. So like me, I've got my, my Venmo account, and then I do have the Mad Money account, which is in cash. But I think to Court's point, it's if you enjoy going out, then set an amount each month. Hey, well, I want to try and spend X amount on this amount. X amount on this amount. X amount X. on this amount. Y'all know what I mean. Indeed. Create a clothing allowance and follow a capsule wardrobe. So what you buy works with items you already own in your closet. I mean, this just goes I mean, back to I need my um, clueless closet so mm. I can be like, no, I don't need another black dress. <laughs> well, I think this is a, the reason why I buy a lot of black and white clothes because you can mix and match them and they all look yeah. good together. I, yeah. I did an episode a while ago that was about an investment of clothing and buying buying staple items and that it's sometimes better to spend a little bit more on clothes than you're going to get a better quality mm-hmm. than to keep buying a bunch of crap that you know, falls apart after you wash it two times. Because well, you know, any of those shows that you watch where like they do the complete wardrobe makeover or something like the the Fab Five when one of the guys on the Fab Five is giving uh, wardrobe advice, they always pick out items that they're like, look, you can wear this with this, this, or this. And, yeah. you know, so you can make multiple outfits with one. Now, I think, I, I mean, you know, I don't want to say this is 100% true, but for the most part, guys do that with all of their clothes because most of my clothes I can mix and match pretty extensively without without having a crossover. My thing is like you might have seen me wear a particular shirt six dozen times, and so I have to put that one in the back of the closet and not wear it for a while. But I could wear one shirt with a pair of khaki slacks yeah. 20 times. Anyway, okay, so what's the next one? I mean, this is just going deeper into, you know, how you should pay your bills, stuff like that. Um of- uh, stuff y'all know about avoiding, you know, putting stuff on credit cards that you can't afford. But the biggest thing is with all of this is knowing your difference between the discretionary money you have and those mandatory expenses. And so I think I've talked about it a couple episodes recently, but we are in a new year. This is a great time, especially if you want to embrace the girl math lifestyle. Just take a gut check look at your past expenses over the past year and see what are you spending your money on, where areas you can work, and kind of come up with those numbers of, I'm roughly spending about $100 a month on going out, so that's going to be my goal. And then you can have those mental accounting of, well, plans got canceled, so I can spend a little bit more next time I go out because I already had that in my budget. And so that's where you can then justify this is how much money I'm going to spend on this. So, you know, the last little bit of this, because I, I, we're kind of getting long at this point, girl math, could it be the starting point of financial wellness? I'm excited about with anything that comes on to TikTok and things like that. It's, you know, social media could be the power of good or evil in the sense that it can bring a lot of awareness to different things, get a lot of people talking. But if it's not the right information and they're not individualizing it to themselves, then it is 
destructive. So I do think that obviously, according to The Guardian, TikToks with the hashtag girl math have been viewed more than 488 million times. To say this trend hits a nerve is an understatement. So let's open up a conversation around financial wellness using girl math as our starting points. You know, that's really what this is, is it's talking about women, men, everybody is spending. How are they spending? Understanding their behavioral behind it, understanding their savings. Is it silly? Yeah, it's a bit silly. But as long as a conversation is being had, it's not about good versus bad finances. It's more about understanding why people spend and the rationalizing and justification. So you heard us with some of these examples. Some of them were absolutely ridiculous. And some of them we could get behind. We could understand at least where somebody was coming from with that. And I think the biggest thing that I tell all my clients, understand why you do what you do. Understand, you know, if you stop at the gas station every day to get that Slurpee, why are you doing that? Is that because, you know, you then get it and sit in your car for 10 minutes before you go into work and enjoy it and listen to some music? Is that more of a mental health that's you just kind of rocking out? Do you have these big upticks in spending because there's been something that's happened with you and you've been emotional about it. So your spending can tell a lot about who you are and why you do what you do. So I do think that while it's silly, there's a lot deeper that we can go with this. Would you say that it's your bullseye? Ooh. It's her prerogative. You always bullseye before you're right. I know I always bullseye before, but it's, you know. <laughs> because oh. she's a girl on fire. <laughs> and I will survive. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. So hit me with your best shot. <laughs> I'm going to ring the you bell talk before. to the man. <laughs> I'm going to ring the bell before no, 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 no. this before, gets out of hand. No, before you do that, like, obviously, you know, Cole, Cole your name's Cole now. Boy math. <laughs> yeah, we'll do boy math <laughs> next. Um, I know this was kind of a silly topic, and uh, you were rolling your eyes a good bit, but overall, what is your, uh, your, your true bullseye about girls' math? Again, anything that gets us talking about financing and budgeting is, you know, positive and good as far as I'm concerned, as long as you're not really, really actually believing things that that this stuff is saying. I mean, some of this stuff is just silly. But if it makes you think about your relationship with money and why you spend money on the, the things that you do, then, you know, take it for what it is and use it to analyze your own actions and always have a budget. A lot of these girl math problems, quote unquote, aren't problems if you have a budget yeah. and you're just making sure that it works with your budget. It's just for fun and it's fun little things to tell yourself, but that's not real. Like when I mentioned to my mom, we were doing girl math and she was like, oh yeah, well, I bought a couple of dresses for the Harmony opening and then took a couple of them back. And while I was there, I purchased some Christmas decorations for the office, the PWA office, and got some money back. So, you know, I made money. And she was obviously joking. She understands it. But it was one of those that she had spent the money on the dresses, knew she was going to return it, and turned it into something else. Mm-hmm. And so it's just have fun with it. Life's, you know, life's too short to not have these fun little games with yourself. But again, girl math one way. I kind of throw to girl math of saying, I didn't go to Starbucks today. I'm going to throw that into my savings. So then six months from now, I can afford that purse. Girl math. That's smart. Ring the bell, Court. Ring it. Ding. A ding. <laughs>
Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beamed, streamed, or otherwise delivered to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Court, Katie, Cameron, or Nicole, please feel free to go to our website. That website is bullcastpodcast.com. You can drop a comment, suggest a topic you'd like to hear us talk more about, and we will definitely respond. If you'd like to see some pictures, we do have an Instagram handle. That Instagram handle is at bullcastpodcast, and we have an X handle as well. X, not axe. We have an X handle as well. That handle is at bullcastpodcast. We also have a Facebook page, Bullcast the Podcast. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, if his head hasn't exploded from listening to this episode, then we still have a boss, David Pickler. (laughs) He is the owner and proprietor of Pickler Wealth Advisors, which is where we work. And if you'd like to find out more about Pickler Wealth Advisors, find out what we can do for you, find out about our amazing team and our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to that website. That website is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with a no, not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, we have given you a lot to think about today. So uh, have fun with that, and you're welcome. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. And I'm Nicole. And we're done. We're done.